We were always open in our dialogue, discussion, and conversations. And the conversation emerged where we realized that to be a nonprofit could open more doors for us. And it, again, our brand, our consistent messaging, everything remained the same, but we had to pivot from being a, an entrepreneurial venture to a social venture to now a nonprofit. We actually went through a bit of a cycle. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Sam Ziara. He previously featured on episodes 148 and 221, so make sure you check those out as well. Now, Sam is the founder and chief motivating officer at Ignite the Dream Coaching and Consulting. He's a lecturer at the BD School of Business at Simon Fraser University. Sam also speaks at conferences, seminars, and workshops about 30 to 35 times a year. Most recently, he wrote a book called Lost and Found, Seeking the Past and Finding Myself. But he had to pivot from being a social venture to being a nonprofit. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether that's leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend or family member, or going and supporting me directly on Patreon. That's a huge help. It takes a lot of money, time, and energy to make this show happen. So you can go to patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Remember, Williams is W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. That's patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Or just click the first link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. Enjoy the show. Sam Fiara, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? It's a broken bulb, but uh, one that... uh puts us on a new journey. But yes, happy to share. Fantastic. So let's talk about you having to pivot your nonprofit. I mean, I'm assuming you set out with some sort of idea, some mission, and you're fully driven and into it. And then having to change that, what was that experience like? Walk us through the whole thing. Sure. So having worked in the post-secondary institution range for many, many years, mentoring and coaching, it's been about 5,000 conversations to date to help individuals really start establishing and focusing not on what they're going to do, but who they are. And I remember when I transitioned in a role, one of the people I mentored came up and he said, what would you like to do now? And I said, I'd like to build this so that we can help even more students, more young professionals in life and career. He was like, you know what? I'm I'm really on board with this. And the benefit is he's somebody that I mentored who went on to be very successful. And he funded the whole project because he really believed in the work that we were going to do. Now, we started out as a social venture. We were looking to build this so that we could then charge for the services of working with other post-secondary institutions and high schools. And our audience was 15 to 25-year-olds. And we came up with the organization called Gratis One. Gratis is Latin for step, so step one in the journey that you need to go forward. And things progressed, and we hired a program director, someone I had uh, mentored as well, little army of people that uh, I worked with, and it was going really well. But what we found is we needed to start pivoting because, you know, and we were always open in our dialogue, discussion, and conversations. And the conversation emerged where we realized that to be a nonprofit could open more doors for us. Because now if you're working in a 
in a secondary school range or post-secondary. And if you're a nonprofit, they, they have less of a glare of, okay, they're here just to make a profit. And we thought, no, then, so we became, a, then shifted and pivoted to a nonprofit. And it, again, our brand, our consistent messaging, everything remained the same, but we had to pivot from being a, an entrepreneurial venture to a social venture to now a nonprofit. We actually went through a bit of a cycle. But one thing we determined and realized is, in, we always said we'd love to scale this nationwide because there's a lot of people that need support. They're feeling lost. But we knew that we were very successful in the lower mainland, but how do you scale nationwide? Well, and this is, again, where you have to be open to opportunities. So a, a, a nationwide nonprofit called League of Innovators liked the work that we were doing. And they seemed to be missing a component of that form of the to their business model. And they thought maybe it'd be great if we could actually blend and merge the two organizations together. And I still remember the conversation because when I went to the office, the person I, I co-founded with and uh, the program director, who also I call her um, uh, another one of our founders, basically called me into the office and they both shut the door and then they sat there and they looked at each other and they said, you tell them. They were like, no, no, you tell them. And I'm like, what, am I fired? Because that's the anticipation of like, no one wants to deliver bad news. And they said, no, we've got an opportunity to merge with a larger nationwide organization, but it means we lose the gratis one label. How do you feel about it? Because this was something that I, I really wanted to build. And I said, does this help even greater in the amount of individuals or institutions? And they said, absolutely. I said, well, this is a no-brainer. We have to do this. And you put your ego aside and say, this is for the greater good. And now I'm on the board of advisors for League of Innovators. Gratis One, and we, we were still sad that we had to say goodbye to Gratis One. But just the fact that we are having this continuity is an opportunity for us to see greater growth happen nationwide on this aspect of entrepreneurship, on supporting individuals in life and career. So it just became a natural fit for us to do that. I, I really appreciate this distinction between kind of the mission and the ego, right? The idea, well, I created this, you know, I want this name on it. I want this on it. I want this instead of saying, you know, can I do this? You know, will this be able to help more people? And you allowed yourself to focus on the mission. And, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, and I think that's also something very hard. We get attached to these things we create and, and sometimes lose sight of of our mission. Do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe dealing with this, who, <laughs> you know, in one way or another, I think we're all dealing with our ego, but what kind of advice would you give to somebody to help them focus on the mission? Oh, truly, is the fact that, let me put it in the terms of this concept of leadership, because at times I'm mentoring and coaching people who want to be so-called leaders. And I always say leadership is not a place to be. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is a lifestyle. And you don't determine if you are a leader, the people around you determine 
if you are worthy of that title. So really what it is, is put your ego aside and what's the greater good? That helps to determine whether you know, you're a leader. And it's not that I strive to this thing called leadership. To me, what's important is it's about, are you doing this for yourself? Or you know, are you doing something that is allowing you to really be that person? And the, the interesting piece is that out of this emerges that even though gratis one seems to dissipate and evaporate after we merged, that doesn't dissipate or evaporate who you are as an individual or your brand. You're still the same person, but now people are observing and saying, you know, this is something really great that you guys have done and how it's shifted and, ch and changed. So I think once you let go of the materialistic side of things or the material piece you're still there and it's you're still that person and that brand. Of course, at the end of every episode, as you know, I like to hear what's working for you now. What are you up to now and where can people go to find you? Yeah, so uh, people can find me at my website or LinkedIn, uh, all of those places. I've been posting uh, articles, uh, about 170 blog posts, writing and teaching or, or being an educator, those are all parts that I really enjoy. But I also found a new found piece, which is, I call an outlet, which is woodworking. And to my listeners, what I always say is, while you're on your journey, never forget to find that outlet. For me, it's woodworking. I could be sanding for hours and the, I don't even know where the time goes. And some of my ideas emerge because of that outlet. It might be yoga for you, it might be cooking, it might be out for a run, but find an outlet because out of that, inspiration will emerge. I love that. That's great. And with that, I just want to say thank you once again for the third time for joining us. I appreciate it. And just to your listeners, you've got amazing people coming on the show who are sharing their insights and there's always nuggets to be found in the words that are being shared so thank you for doing this for all of us happy to thank you and thank you for listening how can you fit into someone else's vision sometimes we've got to set aside our ego and move forward with the mission a special thank you to sam thiara for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs be sure to check out his work which i've linked down in the show notes and if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show with a friend or family member, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show notes. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me, from wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host, and the podcast artwork is by Bethany Gefsison, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.